Welcome to BG Mania, a video game music podcast found right here at Level Down Games. I'm Brian, joined as always by the self-proclaimed king of Long Island, Frank. Hey, guys. BG Mania and Level Down Games is entirely self-funded as a passion project. If you'd like to see it continue to grow and become something even bigger, consider supporting us through one or all of the affiliate links listed in the description of this podcast. Whether you're iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, doesn't matter. The descriptions are there. Remember, leave us reviews as well. We definitely need those reviews on iTunes. We need them reviews to rank higher. It means the absolute world to us. If you're unfamiliar with that opening track, that means you've never played Animal Crossing, because anyone that's ever played Animal Crossing Animal knows. Forest. Oh, sure, Animal Forest on the Nintendo 64. Well, which is when I started getting excited for this game, when it was put in the Nintendo Power episodes and it was actually still called Animal Forest, when we actually thought we were getting that on the N64. But uh, that was the title theme for Animal Crossing on the GameCube. And on today's episode, it's going to be a fun episode. I'm excited to do this one because obviously this is one of Frank and I's favorite franchises in terms of video games of all time. Um, and, and, and it kind of is kind of funny because it corresponds with a Nintendo Direct that could be happening later this week. It, or maybe it already happened. I don't know, because we're recording this on Saturday, December, uh, September 8th. There was supposed to be a direct last week on the 6th of September on Thursday. But unfortunately, that, you know, tragic earthquake took place in Hokkaido, Japan. Nintendo delayed the Nintendo Direct to an unspecified time. Rumors are still saying that it's going to be this week. Again, it could have already happened. I don't know. But there's potential that in a game called Animal Crossing Town Founder is going to get announced at this Nintendo Direct. So we'll have to see. So I like how this episode kind of corresponds with that. And that was unplanned. But, um... That was the title theme to the Animal Crossing game on the GameCube. And as always, when we talk about a game, I do like to give some details out of the way. Animal Crossing, again, released on the Nintendo 64 in Japan as Animal Forest on April 14th, 2001. It would later release on the GameCube that same year in Japan, December 14th, 2001. We would see it here in North America as Animal Crossing on September 15th, 2002, over a year and a half later than what Japan originally got it. So, but I, but I was so hyped for this game. I remember reading the Nintendo Power... Uh, feature on Animal Forest and how the the editor, whoever was writing it, was like, and this is what I did this day, and I went to the town dump, and I went to the police station, and I checked out the Able Sisters shop, and it just seemed like a living, breathing world, and that's really what got me invested in Animal Crossing, and it actually ended up being that way. I lost a ton of my life to Animal Crossing, dude. Like, a lot of my life went to Animal Crossing uh, on the GameCube. Ditto, man. Yeah. Um, not so much the, the ones after that. Like, Animal Crossing GameCube is still my favorite one in the series. And it's still the one I spent the most time with. I, I think New Leaf would probably be number two for me. Um, but just that's just because obviously the 3DS version was fantastic as well. And plus it was handheld. But this game, li- this game lives in my GameCube. Like, uh, oh, it's, 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 only, it's, it's, like, it's, it's the only disc that's ever really in there. <laughs> yeah. And I still boot it up from time to time, too. Like, um, you know, I, I'll go in, I'll pick the weeds in my town. I'll just go check on everyone and see how it is. But yeah, I don't it's not a game I still play regularly anymore, but it's definitely a game. That I still boot up every so often on the GameCube just to check back in. I have my original town. The one that I've, always, I've had since the beginning is the same town that I have. So it's 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 bittersweet, but it's pretty cool at the same time. So, yeah, we're going to be looking at uh, we're going to be looking at music from Animal Crossing on the GameCube and Animal Crossing Wild World on the Nintendo DS. I will say, though, I didn't realize how bad Wild World soundtrack actually was when I said when I decided to do this collaboration episode with the two games. Uh, I think I have most tracks from the GameCube version. I think you you have five and three. I think you took three from the DS version and five from the GameCube. So luckily, most of the tracks you hear today are going to be from the GameCube version. The uh, the Wild World soundtrack, it's you can tell the sound compression. It's, it's definitely compressed. It doesn't sound as good. And, and and just the DS didn't have a great sound chip. And I don't know. Some games sound OK mm-hmm. on the DS, but Wild World did not. So um, that's why most of the tracks are from the GameCube version. 
So all my tracks there are going to be played by Mr. K.K. Slider. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I'm no, kidding. no, 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 no. You, you actually had mentioned my track a little earlier, just one of the things you like the most about this game. Oh, did I? Uh, okay. Yeah, and this was, this is going to be the Able Sisters. Enjoy. And that was the Able Sisters. Uh, the version of that song was actually on Animal Crossing Wild World for the Nintendo DS. Right. Which released Japan November 23rd, 2005. We would get it just a week later, December 5th, 2005, here in North America. Um, Well, just like Brian said, while I do love that game as well, not as much as I love the uh, the GameCube version. The GameCube version, I spent so much time in the Able Sisters designing clothes and patterns. Making and, patterns and stuff. To the point where there was actually online converters where you could find out, you know, pixel by pixel how to, Ooh, how to recreate I things. remember that. I remember that, how they, you were able to do that. I, I had like I had full photo pictures like hanging from flags in my town. I, at the time, I was a and I still am a big Eminem fan. I had a giant Eminem flag with his face like doing the Slim Shady stuff. That was pretty cool. Well, I thought you meant like Eminem the candy, just because look at you, Brian. I'm going to tell you this is an audio podcast. Quit making fun of how fat I am. But you ha- you set it up for me so easily every single episode. I have to do it every time. Brian, it's base level. We're so much better than that. Okay. For the real Slim Shady, please stand up. Don't stand up. Brian, you're hurting my feelings. Okay? <laughs> so, uh, no, this game had, had a thing um, where the Able sisters are Abel and Mabel. So they're Sable, Sable and Mabel. Sable, Sable and Mabel. Abel is, Sable, yeah. Sable, Sable and Mabel, Abel. Sable and Mabel, Abel, uh, yep. Where I do believe it was Sable does not like you. Yes. Or Mabel's. Or or Mabel's like you. One of them doesn't like you. Uh, But she eventually becomes your friend as you play there, as you're there more and you're making more clothes and you're interacting more. But you have to talk to her over and over and over again. Like you always have to talk to her when you're in the shop. And she eventually warms up to you. She warms up to you and she actually becomes one of your best friends and she sends you presents and she's in a. It's it's, it's a nice thing. Yeah. It's kind of of endearing. It's kind of sweet. Yeah, it's it's really, really cool. Um, And obviously, when you design these things at the shop, I mean, you could randomly see the villagers walking around wearing the patterns, which I always thought was kind of neat as well. Yeah. Because, like, the whole concept is they go to the store and buy the clothes as well, just like you do. So uh, it's a living, breathing world. It's Animal Crossing, dude. It's a breathing world. It's what it is. It's a world of adventure and fun. It is. It is. It is. Um, Okay, let's cut to, to my next track, though. And I picked a couple because I noticed you didn't when you submitted your list. I picked a couple of the uh, hour themes. 
Uh, one, I knew you were, so I left them alone. Yeah. I didn't want to mess it up. <laughs> okay. One of the ones that I decided to pick is one that I never got to hear that often, but actually is one of my favorites in the original Animal Crossing on the GameCube. Let's take a listen to the 7 a.m. music. And that was the 7 a.m. music from Animal Crossing on the Nintendo GameCube, a song I didn't hear that often. I rarely <laughs> ever played at 7 a.m. I usually was uh, either still asleep or getting ready for school. I was actually still in high school at the time uh, when Animal Crossing released in 2001. And when I was playing through, I mean, I played Animal Crossing on the GameCube through like 2004 regularly, but I graduated in 2004. So all throughout those years, I was still in high school. Um but we didn't mention the composers yet, so I do think it's time to mention composers. We'll go ahead and talk about the Animal Crossing GameCube composers. First of all, we have Kazumi Totaka, who is the main composer, him and uh, Kenta Nagata, who I told you we would talk about a lot when we did our Animal Crossing yeah, episodes. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Toro Minagishi and Shinobu Tanaka. Those were the four credited composers on GameCube Animal Crossing. I was unable to find a breakdown for any of the Animal Crossing oh, games. Really? Yeah. I was unable to find a breakdown of who composed what. So I don't know who actually had a hand in, in what track. I don't know. There's if there is a breakdown, I was unable to find it. And I and I checked all the usual outlets. I checked all the websites I normally go to. Uh, I tried to find, you know, the, if there was any type of 
official soundtrack that had credits in like a, you know, like a book or something that I just didn't have access to. I couldn't find anything. I couldn't find the breakdown of any who actually composed what. So we're just going to give a blanket credit to all four composers. Again, that's Kazumi Tataka, Kenta Nagata, Toro Minagishi, and Shinobu Tanaka to every track we play from the GameCube version of Animal Crossing. Wild Road has different composers. One, one Sam, one different. And uh, we'll talk about that when we do another track from the Wild World, Wild World version. Tough to say. In, in quick succession and from wild world oh, you're already picking another game from wild world you're, you're leaving all your gamecube tracks for later i would like to keep him yeah i like to save the best for last uh, okay okay well okay what do you got just, then? Just, just like vanessa williams um this is the town gate theme shinkui <laughs> And that was the town gate from Animal Crossing Wild World right. on the Nintendo DS. Mm-hmm. Sounds uh, sounds uh, familiar. My country, tis of the sweet land of liberty. It sounds like that. Of the icing. It's a very, very much, nas- uh, you know, what was it? That's not the national anthem or anything. No, uh, very, it's very, not. Very much, very much in that vein. Um, a little more flourishy with the trumpets and such. Right. Uh, but this is what you would hear when you would go to someone else's town or someone would come visit your town when you walk through the gates. Uh Obviously, Town Gate makes sense. Yeah. I really, really like that in the DS version. Like visiting other people's sounds. It was a very cool aspect. Um, obviously, it existed in the GameCube version to an extent, but you had to take your memory card on the go to, you know, to a friend's GameCube and to their house and plug it in if you wanted to visit each other's towns. With Wild World, you're able to do that online for the first time ever. Yeah, the, the aspect for like sending items to each other for the GameCube is we had to... You know, tell Tom Nookie, I want to send it to my friend. I need to know the name is your name, your town. Right. And he would spit, then he would spit you out a password to give to your friend, which would be just ludicrously long. Right. But well, you didn't have to do that in this one. You could just take it with you to their so, town. So, 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 much, so much easier. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it was a cool economy. You know, people online, you know, like, hey, come to my town. I'll give you this many bells for this. Right. Be- bells bells being uh, the, the currency in the, Animal Crossing. The, yeah, the currency. You can shake them from trees if you really wanted to. Could shake them from trees. Uh, <laughs> I did say that we talk about the composers. So Kazume Totaka was one of the composers for Animal Crossing Wild World. Kenta Nagata was not involved with Wild World. The other composer with this one was Asuka Ota. Oh, nice. Yeah, so she mm-hmm. was she she was involved with this one. Um, and she's a great composer. So 
Uh, kinda... I thought she was. I, I actually could have sworn she was on the original. Okay. No, I mean, if she if she was, she's not credited on, on the, the very few credits I was able to find for these games. So I don't know. But uh, yeah, no, pretty cool. Another uh, another one of the few solid tracks from Wild World. Again, Wild World soundtrack is definitely not as strong in terms of the GameCube version or even what we're going to hear from the Wii and the, the 3DS versions on a, on a later episode. So I don't know. But you mentioned that password system and I want to cut to our next track. So my next track from Animal Crossing on the GameCube. This is Nookington's. <laughs> And that was Nookingtons from Animal Crossing, composed by Toro Minigishi. I was able to find some credits for the GameCube version. I wasn't able to find, I mean, I obviously said I couldn't find any. Well, I kept looking and I noticed that I actually had them and I just skipped over it. Uh, the Wild the World War version on, on DS, I still don't have credits for. I can't find anything, but I actually do have uh, credits for the GameCube version. So to go back and correct myself, uh, the title music from Animal Crossing was composed by Kazumi Tataka. The 7 a.m. theme was Kenta Nagata. And now Nookington's was Toro Minagishi. So pretty cool there. Um, but yeah, I, I talked about that password system. And Nookington's basically is the music I heard most in Animal Crossing after a certain point, probably starting in about 2002-ish. Because for the first year of Animal Crossing, I, I was... And I don't think anyone was aware of, of what we what we found out, but the password system in Animal Crossing was able to be exploited and abused. 
And this ended up becoming known as Universal Codes, UCs for short. There are still complete websites and FAQs on GameFAQs and other strategy guide websites dedicated to the Animal Crossing Universal Codes. Not so much needed anymore because there's actually programs you can actually download now, like freeware programs to input the name of your character in a town and select any item you want and it'll generate a code for you. But before we knew the logistics of how the the actual algorithm worked in the game, we weren't able to do that. So what Frank and I were involved in a community of universal code hunters, so much so that I owned the website that basically was the de facto go to for universal codes. Uh, Animal Crossing Society, ACS was the name of our website. Uh, we had a, a fully active forum of people searching for universal codes. There were a couple others. And, and yes, I did acquire the universal code website from someone else before before we turned it into Animal Crossing Society. Uh, they had they had given up on the website and I changed it and is what it is. It's all been the history of, of how everything came to be. But Animal Crossing Society became the the home of the universal code. Um, obviously, that website is no longer still available. Uh, I, I have since let it expire, but not too many people know that that I, you know, the Level Down Games has its roots in Animal Crossing Society. It's kind of neat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. So the way Universal Codes works is or, or, or worked was that whoever was searching, whether it be myself, Frank or, you know, we had a ton of other people doing it, like 10 or 12 people from from our from our website alone were helping out in it. You would put a it was what, a 32 digit code and because yes. 16 on top, 16 on the bottom. And what we would do is pick a random series of letters and numbers or words and try to find strings. And once you found a string that worked, you could change certain letters in that string to find different items. So 16 characters, um, one of my one of the ones that I remembered the most, the, the one of the clearest ones I remember at the top of my head, Mercury the White. He was one yes. of our he was one of our uh, one of our friends on this website, and he just happened to put his username in as the universal code Mercury the White, and it actually ended up being a string. So he put that on the top and the bottom, and just changing letters here and there, was able to find a plethora of items using that string Mercury the White on the top and bottom, uh, with variations here and there, obviously because you know you do have to change numbers and letters around. Um, there were there were so many different. I remember using strings based off of wrestling at the time. Uh, there were so many different items and, and things that we found where it was it was just a lot of fun. And we spent so much time looking for these. Like I would come home from school, eat dinner, and I would spend three to four hours a night literally just trying to find universal codes because we were trying to find hidden items in the game. We were trying to unlock these, you know, Japanese exclusive items like the NES games or rare items that were only meant to be given out through tournaments and that kind of thing. We were trying to find as much as we could that we weren't able to get access for. And anytime you found something big, it was like a monumental celebratory moment. In fact, uh, one of the codes uh, by Mercury of the White was for the metronome in the game. And it, it was actually, it was 14 up top, 14 at the bottom. Uh, and it was Thank a you. link to the past. And then for the link to the past on the top. And then I linked to the past on the bottom. Uh, and that, that got you the metronome. So it, we, it's, it's the kind of thing we would do. We would mm-hmm. kind of put together these sentences or these strings from codes we got and try to just break them. Right. And it was a lot we of fun. We spent hours. We spent hours. Way, way more, way more than hours. But uh, 
There's just a lot probably, of fun. Probably, probably, probably log it into days and weeks. We did this so much. Yeah, I definitely. Uh, for for someone like myself who actually operated the website as well and continuously put time into it, I mean, it, I, months if if not years of my life was spent to this. And uh, it, it's it's cool to go back and think. Obviously, now uh, again, it's not needed because you have those generators where you can just get any item in the game. But it's still cool that our universal codes are still out there. They still exist and they still work. They still work. Yeah. So. Anyway, pretty cool. Pretty enough, pretty enough reminiscing on the history of that. All right, let's talk about history forever, though. No, uh, no, 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 let's not. All right. Last track from Wild World. I promise. No, I still have two. For me. Yeah. We're going to take a ride in Captain's Taxi. Captain's Taxi from again Animal Crossing Wild World. Right, which again we don't have the composers for, just credited to uh, Asuka Ota and Kazumi Tazaka. I love Captain. I mean, in, uh, in Animal Crossing on the GameCube, he took you on a little ferry ride in his ship. Yeah, which is, uh, you had to have the Game Boy Advance and the adapter to actually even access the island, which I thought was neat. It was, it was, it was a cool little deal, uh, you know, bringing stuff back from the island that you could only get there. Right. Start, Bugs start, start, and. Uh, coconuts. coconuts, yeah, bugs and coconuts. Uh, and and that, that was great to the point that uh, in the new Smash Brothers Ultimate, Captain's Taxi is actually a assist trophy. He's oh. going to, uh, yeah, nice. He is. He, he's he's going to take uh, somebody, throw them back in the taxi, and just drive off a cliff and die. That's funny. That's actually hilarious. Like I'm, I'm actually glad that's actually happening. That's funny. Yeah, I mean, I mean, my love of Animal Crossing has been since day one. Hell, before day one, just like Brian, we saw this on Nintendo Power. Mm-hmm. We saw this it was supposed to be on the N sixty four. Yeah, uh, we just never got that. You know, we did get it eventually. Yeah, we on got the it on the GameCube. Yep. And it's it's, it's been one of my favorite series since. I cannot wait for a new game to come out. Should be soon. Should be soon. This next year. Next year. Uh, next year. All signs are pointing to next year. December. No, all signs are pointing to next year. I don't want December. Too busy this year. Um, December next year would be great. But uh, I like this music for, for Cap'n's Taxi just because it's so like it, it's so Cap'n like, you know, you got that like acoustic feel to it. 
and, and if you remember, like some of his shanties that he would sing on the boat to you in Animal Crossing were some of the best music in the game. Um, it, I didn't pick anything from it just because it's the same reason I didn't pick anything from K.K. Slider, just because it's so like that style that I don't think would translate to. I know you have a track from K.K. We'll, help, we'll get to a little bit later. But uh, the, the, I, I limited you to one just because I don't think it translates well to uh, to a podcasting format. Um, but I so, I, so I picked the best one. Well, you picked one. I wouldn't say it's the best one. <laughs> um, sure. <laughs> but uh, I don't know, man. I guess I'll go ahead and move into one of my Animal Crossing Wild World picks. Like I said, I only have two. So we'll just uh, get this one out of the way now. This is Shampoodle. And that was Shampoodle from Animal Crossing Wild World. That's where you would uh, go and get your haircut. And obviously, it's a it's an upbeat, fun little track, dude. Like, I don't know. I mean, it just I don't I don't really know the right words that I want to use to describe that track. But like a lot of people don't like going to get their haircut, I it, guess. It's, it's very music. Yeah. A lot of people don't like going to get their haircut. So they made like an upbeat, fun little track to like what you would potentially hear. Like, you know, the house salons always play like current music or music that is more mainstream that people would like to listen to while they get their haircut. A lot of people don't like going to get their haircut just because it is an inconvenience. Um, like me. So I grow it. So I grow it. Brian, I will, I will cut your hair and it will not be inconvenient. I promise. Uh, I would never let you touch me with a pair of scissors. Oh, no, I'm going after you with a buzzer, buddy. <laughs> I wouldn't let anyone touch me with a pair of scissors ever, ever again, ever again. I let it grow because it stopped growing anyway, so. But uh, yeah, I, I I like the shampoo. I actually went there and got my Goku uh, Super Saiyan gold hair spiked up. Yeah, it was cool because um, for the obviously in in the GameCube version, you weren't able to change like the way that you're. You could change certain things, but you weren't able to change like based off of the questions you answered at the start. But you couldn't change a lot of things about your character, like their hair color and that kind of stuff. Whereas in Wild World, you could, and I like that. I thought it was neat. It was an interesting concept. If only you could change your face. Well, if you, I wish you could. Brian, I was talking about you, not the game. Yeah. I know. That's why I said I wish you could. Oh, why you have to insult me every episode, Brian? You, you is in oh, you. Maybe, maybe because I insulted you first. You, so is in, you, you is in you. Exactly. 
I just I would not want to change my face because I think I'm cute, but I know I'm sexy. <laughs> okay. Okay, Sean. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, what do you got for us? Uh, obviously, all of your Wild War tracks are done, though, so we must be going yeah. back to the GameCube. Going back to the GameCube, going to a place that I spent a lot of time as well. This is the post office. Pelly version. <laughs> And that was the nice postmaster Pelly theme from the post office and Animal Crossing from the GameCube. Uh, like I said, I spent a lot of time here because uh, the post office was also the bank. It was also where Nintendo introduced the e-reader for the Game Boy Advance and you could scan your e-reader cards. Right. And yeah, I had a lot of money in the bank. I was rich. I think everyone was at one point just because it was so easy to use universal codes to get items and then just sell them. <laughs> I didn't do that, actually. Uh -huh. I earned my money the old fashioned way. Selling turnips and catching fish. Turnips were, yeah, turnips were easily the, the quickest way to make money at, initially at the start of the game. It was it was like it was a stock market, man. Like, yeah. yeah, you buy them when they're 70 gold a piece or 70 silver. I said gold because of Warcraft, 70 bells a piece and then sell them when they're 120. I would also uh, make my trip to the dump pick up whatever they threw away, and then I would sell that for a quick buck. Go, go, I would go to the police officer and uh, find what's in the lost and found, sell that for a oh, quick so buck. so you would steal things from your villagers. Nice of you. Nice of you. You didn't lose those items. They did. Lost and found. And, 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 and the law is the finder's keeper's law. It's not fair. They were looking for them items, and you just went and sold them to Tom Nook. Greedy, greedy bastard that he is. He is our Chiniki Lord, and you will show him <laughs> the respect that he deserves. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, turnips. I forgot about turnips just because it would piss me off when I would buy turnips for like 60 or 70 bells and then sell them when they're like, oh, sweet, 100 bells, I'll sell. And they're like 130 the next day. It'd make me so mad. Yeah, most, most of the time I buy them and they be worth less. Or where you just forget about them and they expire. The cool thing about this game was um, it punished you for resetting. Yeah, Mr. Resetti. And, and, and punished you for time traveling as well. Because uh, you, you could change the date on the GameCube. Right. Uh, if, you, if you had uh, turnips and you changed the date, to try to like see like, how much they cost the next day. Instantly expired. Spoil. Yeah, instantly, instantly, spoil. instantly expire. Yep. Worth nothing. Um, resetting the game was actually set because um, Tom Nook's stock would change upon the reset of someone's game. Mm -hmm. And Nintendo's like, oh, this is too easily exploitable. So they added the Mr. Rossetti character to deter you from doing so. Right. Plus, I mean, you can't reset life anyway. So that's it. You, shouldn't, you, you can't reset. You can't jump forward into the future. And into the past to, to get items. Otherwise, you know, that'd be awesome. That would be great. I'd do it all the I'd, time. 
I'd go back and play the lottery like every day. <laughs> exactly. And you'd be, you'd have a lot more money than you do now. Just a little bit more. You know, I'm, I'm pretty rich. I'm a baller. Okay. Sure you uh, are. But yeah, but there's another version of this in the song. There is the um, Phyllis version of the song. She is the mean postmaster. Right. She hates her job and she hates her life and she wants to die. And she hates you too. So we can all kind of relate to that. You know, it's just how it is. You know, that's life. I can't Not relate. Go to work. I can't relate. Those of us with jobs, Brian. I that hey. aren't that, that that well. Well, let me finish my damn sentence, Brian. That aren't playing video games, uh, living the life of luxury, like Mr. Brian over here. I wouldn't say luxury. Well, I mean, it's it's still hard work. You are, you are, you are, you are a starving artist, so it it is hard work and it's tiring, and I don't sleep that often. But hey, it's fun. Same time, so I don't know. I can't wait. You are living the dream, Brian. You are living the dream. Some would say. But I don't I don't feel it yet. But maybe I envy you, Brian. Maybe one day. I don't I don't feel it yet. Uh okay. Let's go to another let's go to another hour theme. Ooh. And I, I want to go to one that I heard probably the most because it was always around the time I would fire Animal Crossing up for the day. So from Animal Crossing on the GameCube, this is the 5 p.m. music. And that was the 5 p.m. music from Animal Crossing on the GameCube, composed by Kenta Nagata. Again, this is the one I would hear the most because I would get home from from school right around. I, I think we were like our our final 
bell was at like 2.15, 2.30. Like I'd be out of school. I'd hang out and talk to friends a little bit after. I would head home. Um, I'd, I'd be home by like, I lived only like 20 minutes away. So I'd be home no later than three, get something to eat, relax for a bit and get on the computer. And then by that point, I, around 4.30, I, I would probably, the four o'clock music probably would have been okay to play here too. But five o'clock is the one that sticks out to me most. Um, it just, I, it's just the music I would hear the most. And I would go in, walk around my town, jam out to this tune, pick some weeds, talk to my villagers, do some chores for them, and then go look for universal codes eventually. So, um, but I, I made it a point the very first year I played Animal Crossing, I logged in every day and it was neat because I think you can actually go back. I think you can go far enough back in your journal in game to see like previous years, but I made a journal entry for every single day. Really? Yep. That's pretty cool. Yep. I, 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 I literally logged something on my journal every day for the first year. I, I wanted to do that as a point and I did it. So it's it's kind of it's kind of cool to go back and look to see what I wrote. I, I wrote a lot. I wrote a lot of letters in that game to like to the villagers or to the villagers. They'll send you letters back and send you items. And I mean, it's a good way to get it's a good way to get free things. Did the, the villagers go to other people's towns that you knew? Like, how did that work? Yes. Do you, do you yeah. So if you visited a friend's town, you basically would be exchanging your villager data as well. And every time you visited one of your friend's towns, one of your villagers would go to their town and one of theirs would come to your town and, and physically move. So, like, if I if I visited your town, my one of my villagers would say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm moving. I'm heading to I'm heading to whatever the name of your town would be. Like, I'm heading to this town. I, I was just visiting there and it's actually really fun. So I'm going to be moving there. So, you know, see you later. And they would take off and I would get one of your villagers in return. Yeah. No, I, I remember friends telling me, you know, uh. I can't believe you wrote that to your villager. They would write some pretty disturbing things. Yeah, no, then actually that's what that's funny, because if a, one of your villagers does move, they will show you the letter. Oh, man, I miss Frank sometimes. Look at this letter he sent me, and it's like a picture of your penis. No, I, I wouldn't do that. I would, write, I, would write, like, I would write ransom notes and mean things to them. Like, give me, give, give me the bells or tell me does. Why would you send them that? They're not going to send a response that makes sense back. I wanted the bells. They don't send you bells. Try. Right. If you make threats of that, Brian, you end up at the police station. Yeah. Okay, see how it's doing there. Is that the song? Is that what we're doing? Because you didn't say this is the police station. I thought you were going to play that. I th I th that's the whole point of the, the transition was. And that was the police station. 
uh, it's where you meet Copper, the town constable. Mm-hmm. Copper and Booker. Copper and Booker, yes. Because he books you. A uh, very simplistic tune. A little do-do-do and some random woofing. I was going to say, leave it, leave it to Frank to pick one of the, the most simplistic and less, least exciting tracks in the game with random dog woofs here and there. Which is why I picked it, because I loved it. Just out of nowhere, just Woof. random woofs. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, uh, I would go to the police every single day to peruse their lost and found... Uh, or they would bring me there for the various crimes against humanity that I would create in this game. Well, unfortunately, that never happens. So, so yeah, I had to metagame my own things into this game. I can tell ransom notes and pictures of your genitalia. And well, that was part of the reason why I liked doing the pixel by pixel thing on the Able Sisters because they actually sent them photorealistic pictures. Exactly. Yeah, I can tell you were into some uh, some weird things. I feel bad for your villagers. If they don't like my broken brilliance, my creative, what the French call a certain, I don't know. Ah, but they don't deserve to be in my town. I see. I see how that is. Okay. Uh, I'm glad that uh, I never lived in your town. I feel bad for your sisters. What kind of stuff did you send them? Hey, they they first of all no. They never got letters from me because you have to send me presents if you want me to respond to your letters. Okay. <laughs> and they were very, they were jealous of my giant golden statue of Frank in the middle of their town with their little lesser <laughs> uh, little lesser statues next to mine. Right. Okay. Well, let's move on from a most boring track to something that's actually a little bit more fun and exciting. Um, but it coincides with how it is outside today. Because it's raining outside and it's going to be raining all weekend. We're doing orientation at the haunted house tomorrow and it's going to be raining all day for that. So that's going to be fun. But uh, let's take a listen to one of my favorite tracks from Animal Crossing on the GameCube. It's the rainy day music.
And that was the rainy day music from Animal Crossing on the GameCube, composed by Kenta Nagata. I thought I forgot to say the police station one was composed by Toro Minigishi, um, even though that doesn't take much. But rainy day music was composed by Kenta Nagata. Wonder if he actually did the wolf for the dog in the police music. I hope he did. Uh, <laughs> the uh, rainy day music, though, again, that's one of my favorite pieces of music. I always loved the weather system in Animal Crossing. I loved how peaceful and calm the rainy day music sounded in the game. And, and still listening back to it to this day, like I get that sense of calm. I get that sense of peacefulness. Um, and, I, and I can literally picture my character walking through the town with the rain coming down. It's the same way pulling with the snow. Pulling out, pulling out your umbrella. I never use an umbrella. I never, no, I don't need to be authentic. My character's not getting wet, but uh, I I used to love it in the snow as well, just because like the just the slight subtle changes the music and would make. You hear of the crunch of the snow under Ooh, your feet. That was well. amazing. That was some of the best. Like, and you could hear that when it was raining too. Like you would hear yeah. like the splashing of like the the puddles in the grass, like the piddle paddles and stuff. Like you could hear that when you're walking through the rain. But yeah, the the crunch of the grass in the winter, or even like the crunch of the leaves in the fall. Like I love how they did that kind of stuff. It was really cool. Um, dude, it just, it, it was an innovative game for its time. And so many, so many games now copy that formula and copy the things that they've done. I, I, I really just can't wait for the next one. I really can't. And I, I want to, I want a, I want a true game like the one on the GameCube. Like, yes, I, I know that all the games are true games. I just haven't liked one since, well, I, I've liked them all, but I haven't liked one as much since the one on the GameCube. Again, New Leaf would probably be the closest one to the GameCube, in my opinion. I feel like Nintendo's going to do good by us next time we get, we get this game. I don't know, man. Pocket camp, just, so we'll see. Just, just hanging around, nothing to do but frown. Rainy days and Mondays always get me down. But let's go to something a little more positive. Something that was really fun and happened once a year. And this is the tug of war. And that was the tug of war. That's a nice little fun activity that occurs during the summer. You know, uh, you uh, and your villagers competing for prizes. It's it's funny because like it's it's not just like a traditional holiday or event that like I, I, I would never go out and just participate in a tug of war championship like just, you know, in a local town or something. <laughs> so it's funny that this actually made it into into the game as like an event and a holiday that you would do. But it's cool. It's like field like, day. Yeah, it, it's it's fun. Like I like that they had these things in the game just to pass time randomly. It, like it made it feel like a living, breathing world. And then that track, I mean, you you get that competition feel from it. And obviously, you hear uh, was it Copper or was it Booker blowing the whistle? I don't remember. 
I think Copperbill is the whistle and Booker was the one like proctoring the thing. Like. Yeah, I don't remember exactly how it went, but either either way, uh, just a, a fun little diversion from the from the day to day life in Animal Crossing. It, the game is just littered with those things. It was so great. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, oh, and the tug of war theme was composed by Shinobu Tanaka. Forgot to mention that. But anyway, we'll go ahead and move into my next pick. And this is the last time we're going to hear something from Animal Crossing Wild World on the episode today. Thank but, God. well, yes and no. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I actually do think that this is probably my favorite track in all of Animal Crossing Wild World. So let's listen to The Roost. was the roost from Animal Crossing Wild World. Uh, again, I'm not sure who composed it. Either Asuka Ota or Kazumi Tataka, one of the two, composed that one for Animal Crossing Wild World. I like this music, dude. It's very slow, very melodic, and it just... It sounds a lot like Final Fantasy music to me. Like, this is okay. something This is something I could hear, like, in a, in a more sentimental or emotional piece of... Or emotional scene... In, in a Final Fantasy game. And I don't know, it's, it's always I've always felt that way. And it's one of the reasons I loved going to the coffee shop in Wild World and just listening to the music. He's actually one of my favorite characters in the whole series. Um, I, I was agree, you, I agree. I, I was telling you, you, you go there, you get a cup of coffee, and like, it's, first of all, his lines are, are given to you very slow. You, go, you almost read them as, like, as if you're in a coffee shop, so like, very, very, very much like this, like, you know. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy a nice dark brew. And like, like you talk, and like, you feel at home there, like. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I, I I think he's an excellent addition. They better not remove him in the in the Switch version. Yeah, no. Oh, I mean, riot. every every I think every even City Folk had him. I think right. Like every yeah, version, he, every version since he's always there's always been Booster. Yeah. Is that his name? Booster. Booster the Rooster. Mm-hmm. But do oh, you know? But do you know who uh, used to play at the at the Roost in Animal Crossing Wild World on Saturday nights? Mr. K.K. Slatter. He did. And okay, I guess you tried to set me up there for a transition, huh? I did. Look at you. Look at this guy right here. I did. I'm better, um, better, better than your force one from last week. I tried. I tried. <laughs> uh, so, Brian severely limited my, my brilliance. Would only allow one K.K. Slatter song. Mm-hmm. Uh, and him and I agree there are only a couple of good ones out there. Yes. Yes, there are. Uh, some of the most of most of them are, are pretty annoying. But yeah. some of the, but some of them one, are actually really good. This one happens to be my personal favorite, though. It's it's up there for me. It's not my bet. It's not the best one. Well, that is an up for debate. 
and I will win because you're a loser. Uh, this is Go KK Rider. And that, my friends, is Go KK Rider, the yeah. best of the KK Slider songs. One of the best, sure. Just let me have this, Brian. Let me have this. Nope. Composed by Kazume Tataka. Absolutely composed by Kazume Tataka. You could tell. Most, I think most of the KK Slider stuff was. In fact, I feel that KK Slider is the embodiment, the embodiment of him in game. Like, like, like uh, I think so. I, I agree with that. I actually think so too. I, 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 I created to be him. It's, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I agree. I think so too. Like, especially with like to talk a song and stuff, and it yeah. just it, it just makes sense. It I, I does. It just makes a lot of sense. Yeah, but uh, Brian just told me a little fun tidbit that I just found out. So stupid! Uh, you didn't know this actually. So apparently, you you could request songs from KK if you knew the exact name of the song. I, yeah. I didn't know this. Yeah, I would always get a, I would always get a random one, and I've been dying to get this game, this song in my game. So I wait week after week after week. You know, I'm like, oh, got the song, got the song, because yeah, I because I'm stupid. Uh, yeah, I can actually, this from, from Jump Street. I actually just looked up a list of the songs that he could do, and I used to just request one every week. Like I would just pick one from the list and request it. So that way, because I, I didn't know how random worked. I didn't know if random meant you could get the same tracks over and over again. I didn't know. No, I, never did. Okay. I wanted to make sure that I never got repeats. So I always just used to request one, which is one, which is when I found my favorite KK Lament. Good song. It, it is a good song. It is a good song. It's definitely a good not, song. It's not, def- not the best KK. It's, it's not the best definitely song. the best KK Slider song. I agree. I agree with you. Well, you know what? If, what's your favorite KK Slider song, guys? Let us know in the comments below. Probably, absolutely probably none. From you. Probably none. I, I, if you're if you're the KK Rider uh, Club, you're cool, and I love you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And some people think KK is annoying though, so I don't know. I like him. I like him though. All right, Brian. You got one more track for me. I got one more track. I do. I have one more track, and we're gonna go to I, another. I need, I need you to wow me. Wow me, Brian. We're gonna go for another hour theme to close out. Well, to close out my portion before we close out the show. So, from Animal Crossing on the GameCube, let's take a listen to the 9 p.m. music.
And that was the 9 p.m. music from Animal Crossing on the GameCube composed by Kenta Nakata. Very, again, it, it, it's it's nighttime. It, you know, the, the day's winding down in Animal Crossing land. Your villagers, some of them are starting to go to sleep. Some of them are night owls, man. Some of them are up to like three, four in the morning. But, uh, you know, the, the shops are getting ready to close. Everyone's kind of winding down. So it makes sense to have music that is peaceful as we wind down the episode here on BG Mania this week. I think it's, it's yeah, it's probably a smart thing to do. Yeah. Uh, but really, are we finished already? Yeah, we are finished already. Oh, wow. Hey, that's a good idea. Maybe I should play that track. The the, the track that we'll, the track we'll close out with will be the track that you actually finish out the game with every time where you actually save your game. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it sounds oh, to me, what, what, what that, so you're talking finished already, obviously, that's the name of the track. That's the name of the track. Um, composed by Kazumi Tataka. Again, we're going back to Tataka. Um, it sounds, this sounds like the, almost like a rendition or inspired by the select your file music from Zelda. Yes. Or something even from like the original Super Mario Brothers. Like around, like around that area, yeah. Yeah, like this This sounds like that to me. Um, But yeah, this is the song that hopefully you heard every time you save the game. Otherwise, you reset your game and you're going to be yelled at when you turn the game back on. Sure. Yeah, there's no other way. There's no other way around not hearing this game or this song because it's the music you hear every time you close out the game for the day. So, man, just hearing this took me back. Like, me too. I, I love about you. Me too. I haven't played while well, this game does live in my game. I haven't played this game in a couple of years now. And I'm kind of getting the itch right now to just pop her on. Maybe, I've, I've, uh, tur- I've turned it on this year, but it's only been once this year. And it was only for like 20 minutes or so. I should just pop it on, go pick weeds for about an hour. And uh, that's pretty much what I did for the uh, for the, <laughs> the for the 20 minutes that I played was pretty much pick weeds. And then have, have my town, my town folk yell at me like, where the hell have you been? Where have you been for the last 727 months or weeks or whatever they say? <laughs> I think it's weeks or no, they go by yeah. months. Where have you been for the last I was like, <laughs> it's like, no, that's two years. I guess for you, yeah, if it had been two years, but like for I've seen some screenshots, people that haven't been logged in since like 2001, 2002. And it's like an ungodly number of months, like 200 something. It's crazy. But yeah, pretty cool. But this was a fun episode. I'm glad we finally got around to doing this. We uh, we've been talking a lot about doing an Animal Crossing episode. We're going to have another one in the future where we dedicate a, you know, tracks to city folk and a new leaf. But that'll be in, in a couple months, we'll do that. Not not right away. So we're going to put some separation between them. Um, but it was a fun episode. I had fun doing this one. It was a lot of fun. Absolutely. Love Animal Crossing. Love reminiscing on, especially the GameCube version. It's definitely my favorite of, of the series. Hopefully the Switch version is able to beat it. But uh, for now, not so much. But that is going to do it for the show this week. Unless you have anything else you want to talk about before we get on out of here today. My final plea. Final plea. Of we still have time. Uh, oh, well, well, well. Brian, you guys have cut me off. My final plea of this episode. <laughs> I think it's your first time you've done it in this episode, though. Well, then I'll do it twice. Please send <laughs> us tracks for the uh, Thanksgiving episode that we have coming up for you guys. Yeah. I um, please, Also, please attach a story to it. I just want to share the love amongst all our fans, the millions and millions of you out there. Uh, and now here, a final plea because Brian's a jerk. Please send us tracks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, we we actually did get another submission. Shout out to the messenger over in the VGM podcast fans Facebook group. Uh, the messenger did send us a track for that thankful episode in November. So that'll be fun to do. Uh, he did submit a story as well. So we'll read his story on air, uh, obviously, when we record that episode later in November. Uh, and I'm not going to spoil what his track was. So we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, 
I'm excited. Shout out, shout out to the uh, VGM podcast fan face group. If you're not, if you're, if you're listening to this and you're not on that group, uh, you should probably go check it out. A lot of, uh, a lot of fun discussions surrounding video game podcast, video game music podcasts. And uh, great just, group. Great yeah, group. just a fun group to hang out with and, and chat with fellow fans of video game music. And a lot of people in that group have their own podcast as well. So if you're looking for other podcasts to listen to besides this one, check it out. There's a lot of podcasts in that group. So it's pretty cool. But that is going to do it for this week. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania made possible by leveldowngames.com. Remember to submit tracks, ideas, and requests for future episodes to bgmania at leveldowngames.com. You can also email Brian at leveldowngames.com as well. Regardless of where you're enjoying this content, be sure to share your support by leaving a review. And if you aren't already, subscribe on YouTube. Remember, reviews on iTunes definitely help us climb the charts. So if you can drop us a rating and a review, it would greatly appreciate. We would greatly appreciate it. If you're listening to this, just if you could spend a couple of minutes and, and just leave a quick review and, and a rating so that way we can start uh, climbing up the charts and get more people to find us. That'd be great. You can also follow us over at twitch.tv slash level down games for all the live streams and event coverage and on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. If you want to follow us across social media, check that description box for the appropriate links. Next week, we're doing another composer deep dive. It's time. We do one. We do one of these every quarter, so we're doing one for the uh, for the fall quarter. We'll have another one. Uh, um, actually, this is the last one. No, we'll have another one in December. So we do them every September, December, March, and was it June? I think we do them. So March, June, September, December is our, our th- four months that we do the deep dives. Uh, we're gonna do Koji Kondo next week, who is one of Frank and I's favorite composers of all time. Uh, He's definitely up there in top five in in terms of stuff that we like in terms of video game music. So we're going to do a deep dive into Koji Kondo's career. We're going to take a listen to some some heavy hitters next week, but we're also going to try to find some more obscure stuff that a lot of people don't know about. So we'll come prepared with eight tracks apiece dedicated solely to the legendary music of Nintendo's most famous composer, Koji Kondo. It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait for that episode. Taking us out of this episode, once again, we have Finished Already from Animal Crossing on the GameCube, composed by Kazume Totaka. Keep the music playing and keep it loud. <laughs>